1: <laughs> Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. I'm your host, Josh, and today we got Diego back in the Escape Pod for another episode of Clone Wars Talk. Uh, we have uh, the episodes Heroes on Both side, Sides, uh, Pursuit of Peace, and Senate Murders. That's episodes uh, 310, 311, and 215, numbers 53. 54 and 55 on our uh, chronological Clone Wars list and uh, if you're following along with us at home we're we're going off of the StarWars.com blog page where uh, we're just going from uh, top to bottom all in order so uh, let's chat with Diego about these episodes here. Landing. Welcome back. All
2: right, good to be back. No, I've always wanted to be a uh, the conductor for like uh, an opera or something and like just the power that a man has with that wand and he's directing. Oh, oh yeah. man, could you imagine the Star Wars like theme song or just anything Star Wars and you have the wand, oh you're you're the most powerful man on the planet to me. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> the conductor.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The conductor. Well you yeah. go to
1: a lot of these things, right? A lot of orchestras, a lot of a lot of operas. I do really? I
2: want to be that I want to be that yeah. guy but it's it's uh it's interesting because they they have to know everything so they're they're people that understand every single instrument yeah when they come in and um yeah very very uh what, very intricate job that well, one you've
1: uh, you've but, um, aside from like elementary school band you haven't really you know done a whole lot of music yourself have you
2: uh I did so I did uh I remember like um I did I played Alto Sax for a few years. Yeah, that's the same one I did. That.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, we played at the same time. Um but around the time to- probably like one year or so uh a year or two like probably two years before I stopped saxophone, I picked up the guitar and I was always more interested in guitar. Uh oh, that's right. I played yeah yeah i played for for a few years and i i i haven't played in probably a year or so now um just because a whole bunch of my equipment kind of just uh just kind of stopped working but then um yeah i haven't really gotten back into it but i i could still if i picked it up i could still kind of get back into the rhythm of it but yeah uh, other than that not not a whole lot but right yeah oh yeah
1: yeah. Cool. Anyway, so let's talk about uh,
2: uh yeah, this. Uh, so this <laughs>
1: we got um the first episode is uh Heroes on Both Sides. Uh now this is a really interesting interesting episode because uh this is where we get the age shift in uh in a in you know a lot of the characters and uh like Ahsoka's Ahsoka's model has aged and Anakin's has you know she, he's got slightly longer hair now and he's aged and uh, all the most of the Jedi now have dropped the armor uh so yeah. that was kind of cool to see so we've definitely made some progress in the show at this point this is kind of the turning he, point
2: he's wearing his uh his tunic now from um episode three he is like what we see yeah. in, the, in the movie so he is yeah um
1: yeah. I don't think there's a thing on him that's actually not from episode three I think it's all the same right
2: it looks pretty much oh, yeah. all the same uh his his robe like like uh but
1: oh actually but, uh yeah, yeah and his other arm still has a glove on it i think yeah so it's not it's not gloveless so both both of his uh his arms are gloved i believe still
2: Oh yeah, yeah, that's right because he doesn't he doesn't wear it in episode 3. That's
1: right. Yeah, he only has the one glove <laughs> that he only has the one glove that covers his his mechanical arm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember in, now because um, when they're
2: on Mustafar, he's doing this with uh, Obi-Wan and you can see both his hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the one hand, I should say, but Yeah, and during uh, yeah, that's the right.
1: during the show actually, you'll notice especially early on in the show when they had all the Jedi wearing the armor and stuff, a, a good way to actually save on cloth simulation was uh that they they cuffed all the loose parts of their costume. So so you know for Obi-Wan he's got like no pants he's just got like armor and stuff. And then for for even Mace Windu he's got the 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 clone gauntlets on his forearms instead of tunic sleeves. Anakin same thing he's got the black gloves on both arms. Um the one of them has the braces on it for his, you know, mechanical arm or whatever but uh but the other one just has a like a standard black glove uh and then uh ahsoka has you know just some some leather kind of arm wrappings kind of thing and so yeah you'll notice that most of the characters in the show they try not to have loose sleeves uh or loose kind of bottom halves or whatever so the only time that they actually kind of started getting out of that you know budget space was um Uh, In the very last season of the Clone Wars, it's full on Revenge of the Sith. It's like Hmm. everyone's kind of got their costume from that movie. It's all got dynamic motion and everything. But um, the uh, the mid season, they kind of started, you know, getting a little bit more out of the characters, and and um, you know, they had budget to do a little more, I guess. But in those first couple, that that first chunk that we just you know finished the other uh, in the last episode with the last you know phase of models uh those are all very kind of budget friendly uh no 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 extra cloth to simulate so <laughs> so that was kind of nice. still pretty good though it is like, yeah it is uh it, yeah. it's impressive that they managed to and it, and it also it's impressive that they managed to hide it for so long um the mm-hmm. fact that it's like you know we just take those costumes as kind of a norm right like oh cool like his his general costume is just clone armor but uh yeah it's also saving money so um (laughs) uh, all right let's listen to this featurette uh with dave filoni talking about heroes on both sides um the first episode in this arc negotiate with those animals. Keep the war going, vote now!
0: The title for this episode is Heroes on Both Sides. Now, that idea, Heroes on Both Sides, comes from the opening crawl to Revenge of the Sith, where it states that during the Clone War, there were heroes on both sides. And I think it's followed up by um, Evil is Everywhere. This is an interesting concept. Um, that I don't think was really ever presented anywhere else, where, well, what do you mean there are heroes on both sides? I that the heroes are the Republic. Well, think about it. If, if Count Dooku claims to have left the Republic because an evil Sith Lord is in control of the Senate, and he sways a bunch of good senators from the Republic to leave on the grounds the Republic is corrupt, well, that's exactly true. That's exactly true. So they've all left the Republic for the right reasons they believe the republic is corrupt. That is a concept that had never really occurred to Ahsoka Tano. Your friend is a separatist? One of Dooku's pawns? The separatists used to be a part of the republic. I was close with many of the senators who left. I Ahsoka them, sees the separatists as bad. Well, why wouldn't she? All she's ever really met are grievous and and fought them, and they're terrible. This was an opportunity was for us to have another episode with Padme and Ahsoka getting together so that we see that there's almost this kind of, you know, sister relationship that extends even to Padme, where she takes Ahsoka and teaches her more about politics. Hey! You told me to teach her about politics, so I'm going to. So she takes Ahsoka to Raxus, where the Separatists uh, have set up their headquarters. On this uh, adventure, we thought it'd be very exciting to start to hint at a problem for Ahsoka, which would be contact with a boy of her age that has nothing to do with the Jedi Knights and a boy that is very different from Anakin Skywalker in every possible way. This boy was Lux Bonteri. There are a lot of terrible things happening, a lot of killing. He interests her because he gives her a different way of thinking a different perspective on her world. And what I really like about this episode is how the beginning of the episode Ahsoka thinks one way, and by the end of it, she thinks another. And that's what her character really is all about, is that she stands in the middle of this entire galactic conflict, and she's witnessing it as a person with an open mind. And now she has a critical perspective that she gains from the other side of the war.
1: Okay, a lot of growth in Ahsoka's character in this episode with her learning about the politics behind the war that she has been fighting for uh, about a year now. And, uh, you know, it turns out that she knows very little to do with kind of the reasons behind the war and, and everything. And if you actually really get into the nitty gritty, I mean who knows the real reasons behind the war, you know, nobody except Palpatine. Right. <laughs> but I mean, but that's, that's part of the, part of the reason why a lot of the, the, the separatists left. Right. Like, like that's why Dooku led a bunch of people away, uh, astray from the Republic because he convinced them that the, that the Republic is a corrupt, um, government. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. But it makes me think, you know, especially with the way that Dave put it, but it's a very good point. Um, You know, if Count Dooku learned all this, like, you know, there's a a Sith Lord who's leading the Senate and, you know, kind of playing, uh, you know, he's being two-faced to both sides, right? But he's involved in it all, and he he sees practically every move that happens from either end. How How does Dooku learn about it? Does he just learn by association? Does he learn by kind of just, like, being too nosy? Does he learn because, you know, Sidious tells him, hey, you know... And then he becomes his apprentice or whatever so it makes me wonder like how does we know that dooku was was a jedi at one point and we know that dooku turns to the dark side we we get all that stuff and we learn in this episode that he took a bunch of uh former people of the senate and they're now separatists um but it's funny the way they mention it to ahsoka in the episode and they basically say you know like and now that we're here we see how corrupt the senate actually is but like how is that just because they Mm. they decided to change and look at things from another point of view or is it because they were persuaded by palpatine how how did this all happen so that's that's a really good point yeah um
1: that is that is that's a good that's a good point actually and um to to kind of sideline that um i'd like to mention that uh in the we got a we got a cool uh, flash of this in this episode of uh, of the um, Confederacy's Parliament. So uh-huh. uh, yeah, so we had you know uh, we saw Dooku in in his position of power in front of you know the the separatist kind of parliament building and. Um, watching their government operate, right? Um, and uh, there was one of the senators in there uh, representing who knows where, that said, uh, unlike the Republic, corporations do not rule us. And uh, he was talking about the Trade Federation, the Techno Union, and the Banking Clan. You know, corporations that are in it for uh, wealth. I mean, they're they're kind of they're they're having a heyday with this because they're they're making tons of money off of off of these two sides of the war. Um, you know, these three, uh, these three kind of f- f- factions are so to speak neutral, but in actual fact, they, they are more or less, uh, supporting the separatists in, 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 uh, more ways than one that could definitely, uh, you know, prove otherwise. Right. Um, uh, so they are corrupt. Like, and this, this all goes back to like the whole corruption uh, on Mandalore kind of thing, right? Just like the, the, the roots that it's kind of spread at this point, this entire war has just corrupted so much stuff. Like so many people, so many, um, so many senators, so many um, representatives and a lot of these corporations as well.
2: Mm -hmm. but it you know especially with the title of this episode heroes on both sides well Mm -hmm. if you got heroes on both sides you have villains on both sides as well right like perfect example this kind of jumps a little this fast forwards a little bit but in the last episode of this arc um called senate murders uh you know especially in that episode we see a whole lot of palpatine kind of contradicting himself and there's a uh, there's a couple there's a couple senators in the Senate that uh, they kind of betray each other um, due to their reasoning, which we'll get into pretty quick here. but um you know it, it's funny because although the separatists do what they're doing, you know they're 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 funding I think it was three million more battle droids. Or five, was it three or five million? I think uh, it was
1: three. It was f- uh, three million battle droids and the Republic was was tr- wanting to fund five million clones or something like that.
2: That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, they wanted to do all this funding and um, you see hypocrisy on both ends. And I think that's, that's the main kind of focus from this arc, especially like there's a whole lot of political corruption and... And just uh, quite frankly lying from everyone where it, it the whole by the end of this arc I started to feel like if I was in the Senate and I put myself in their shoes it's kind of like at this point in the war where things are starting to um, you know as we approach episode three mm-hmm. it things are starting to turn and things are people are, starting to show their true colors even though it's very slow at this point still but it's getting more and more evident yeah. Um uh, palpatine is one of them like um yeah but we'll, well, we'll get to that later um
1: no yeah there's um yeah. actually there's there's uh um what's it gonna say uh, there's the, the title of this episode is kind of referencing exactly what dave was talking about there uh that uh the opening Crawl in Revenge of the Sith references there's heroes on both sides right so uh, what he's what what I think that is supposed to mean is um Mina Bonteri who is Padme's friend an uh, actual in fact she, she was uh, uh, I got I, I wrote down that she was Padme's mentor we find out that uh, back on Naboo uh, Mina Bonteri was um Padme's Padme's mentor. Now, this could have been when she was in the legislative program that she talked about to to Anakin and Attack of the Clones, when she was basically learning how to be in politics, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, this woman is a separatist senator. And uh, she is, uh, she's, you know, near and dear to Padme's heart as a friend. And, um, and yet she is on the other side of the war, right? And it's like for us to kind of say, oh, she's a bad person. You know, it's like, no, like she's, she is a separatist, yes. But at the same time, she's trying her best to collaborate with Padme to stop the war. So like in a way, yep. she is a hero on her own side. But the the way that things are like in this kind of war where the only villain in the story is the one who's behind the war as a whole, right? Running both sides of it um yep. every senator has been tricked every senator on both sides has been tricked and uh and that's you know of, of course on behalf of palpatine and duku uh duku leading the one half and palpatine leading the other and the two of them are collaborating kind of trying to s- screw with everybody's heads right so so we saw that in this very episode when when they um when they find out that uh that they're um uh you know having this collaboration right palpatine finds out and then padme makes a motion in the senate and all this stuff um lot dodd and uh the corrupt senators of the of the corporations kind of thing they go to dooku saying like hey we need the war to feed the machine to make more profits right like like we need this to keep going like we don't want to stop the war and and dooku obviously doesn't want to stop the war either because it's a part of the grand plan uh you know the the plan to eventually eradicate the the jedi and stuff like that but uh but yeah like part of that is is uh the Plan that they launch an attack on both sides, right? So on their on the Republic side, they launch those droids into the the main generator. They destroy the power grid and everything like that, and they're under attack. And explosions start going off through the city. And then on the, the whole separatist, city shuts down. Yeah, the, the whole city goes on lockdown. And then on the yep. Separatist side, um, I'm assuming it was Dooku and kind of suspects that it's Dooku's um, thugs or whatever as well. But uh, Mina Bonteri is murdered, and. Um, and they, his lie to the Republic is, oh, your clones and stuff launched an attack and Mina Bonteri was a casualty, right? So, so like he's kind of stages the fact that, um, that yeah, this, this was a complete, like not an accident at all. Like your Republic just killed the Senator that was trying to represent us in these good and peaceful negotiations, right? Like it's a, it's a straight up, um, it's a straight up like black what is it black lie? <laughs> I yeah, I think yeah.
2: I think it's a black lie. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's yeah, just so white-
1: blunt. It's a blunt it's a straight up it's a falsified yeah. truth that for an event that did take place but it was him that killed B- Mina Bonteri not not, uh, not yeah. the clones, the clones had nothing to do with it.
2: Oh yeah, you can tell, and it's it's funny because that was actually the point I was going to bring up. I mean, Dooku pretends to, uh, negotiate this peace treaty for the war to kind of, you know, put it to a halt. But then later on in the episode, um, you know, we find out, of course, it's it's a lie, and then there's a scene where um, Palpatine says he's he's not open for it after the, you know, the 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 city power supply in on Coruscant is blown up. Right. And the whole city shut down, like everyone, no power, nothing. Right. Everyone's kind of in the middle of like, okay, do we have a vote we're waiting for Bail Organa to do a speech? Cause he's seen as a, as a very like uh voice of reason. I think they, they, is the term they, yeah. use. they see him as a very, like a very something, someone very reputable. Like you can, whatever he says is kind of like he, he knows he's got a good head on his shoulders kind of guy. Um, But um, after, after the, the, the power supply is, is, is down Palpatine just said um, he's not open for this trade, but then he says, Oh, for the safety of the Republic, we should, uh, we should be open for it. And, and, you know, kind of hinting at continuing the war and funding the, um, the formation of uh, five, five million new, um, troops Mm -hmm. so it's like all throughout these episodes like you just see time and time again Palpatine just you know playing ball he at this he's just toying with everyone at this point you know he's just saying oh okay well you know I personally don't agree with this war and stuff but you know for for everyone's good sake I mean we're already come we've already come this far you know and Mm -hmm. he just brings up that same kind of point so many times throughout this whole arc and it's just you really see this this is kind of like the, the start of a turning
1: point the, for the him. democracy is an illusion like he he's exactly. he's giving the illusion of free will to all these senators but in actual fact he is driving everything right he's in the driver's exactly. seat and it's and it's actually yeah. very um yeah and that's it's actually it leads into kind of one of my favorite lines which I'll kind of talk about in the next episode but um <clears throat> but uh yeah this one uh, I also want to mention Anakin. Uh, at the very beginning, he, he he when he's talking to Ahsoka and Padme about politics, he goes, uh, he says uh, he believes that the Separatists believe the Republic is corrupt, but they're wrong. You know that that's what he says to Ahsoka. That's his opinion on like what the Separatists think of the Republic. And I was like, man, that is a very straightforward like view. You know, like that doesn't agree with the whole heroes on both sides at all. Like he he's. Uh, he believes that the separatists think the Republic is corrupt and he's just straight up in denial about the fact that the Republic is corrupt. Right. But that's the thing. That's the, that's the, that's the ugly truth of this, this whole thing is that the Republic is corrupt. Like it's, it's, it's been evident and that uh, it's exactly how Dave put it. Like those separatists, the, the reason that they left the Republic was not for the wrong reason. Like they left the Republic in good, in good faith thinking that that they didn't want to take their planet into the rabbit hole of being driven by a government that was corrupt right so they're like hey let's make our own you know like let's let's follow this guy his name's dooku he was a jedi master at one point and he knows his stuff you know he's he's yeah. now left the order but he's the count of sereno he's doing business you know he's a profit a profitable guy uh uh-huh. clear head you know like he's He's kind of like the 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 dream the dream guy when it comes to an old wise man who's running a planet, running a business. He's a powerful man. He was a well-respected Jedi at one point, right? Nobody knows the ugly side about him. So yeah. so uh, yeah, so naturally, all these senators, similar to how this the Republic senators are so blind to the fact that Palpatine is this ugly Sith Lord, um, these Separatist senators, uh, like Mina Bonteri, people who are good people are blindly being led by by this uh Count Dooku Darth Tyrannus, right? Um and and so there's there's corruption everywhere.
2: Yeah, I mean um that's a that's a really good point. And back to the beginning of that episode in that same scene where Anakin says um you know they're wrong. Like the the republic isn't corrupt. It's very funny how you know a year or so later, come episode three, he changes his tune. Like yeah, exactly, through like, exactly. Like, but it just like goes that, to show
1: right? that uh, that like, his point of view is such a simple-minded point of view, right? Like it's such a yeah. basic, one-sided thing. And so that's all, yeah. to me, I I kind of take that as a little nod to the fact that he flips over so quickly, you know, like, oh, yeah. like, especially how he like, it's more of a personal thing when it comes to his wife and that he'll do anything for her. But, uh, but how he kind of becomes the very thing that he swore to destroy, so to speak, and paraphrasing Obi-Wan Kenobi there. um It, it makes sense, you know, like, this is a guy who has a very solid one sided opinion, right? Like he's, he's not like Padme. And he's not like Ahsoka, who is, uh, who learns through Padme, that uh this war is a lot more gray than she once thought it 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 was
2: yeah like she kind of hints at the fact that like hey you know you should keep keep your head open and see that there's hypocrisy on both ends it's not one-sided as you know as much as the Jedi want to put it that way and like the Jedi you know aside from this war let's say this war doesn't happen like they're keepers of the peace they're not out to harm anyone but because of this war because of Palpatine's doing because Mm -hmm. of all the events leading up to this point in time there it's kind of a classic scenario of wrong place at the wrong time right you mean well but you're you're just by by association you kind of get thrown under the bus and you didn't mean to do anything right like but you're just because you're kind of hanging around the wrong crowd you kind of you know it kind of guilts you
1: into it right well and that Um, that leads into the my next thing here too uh is uh when ahsoka meets lux Bonteri, uh who is actually a a very important character at this point as well because he represents ahsoka on the other side right Um, as someone her age who is dealing with this whole thing and even though he's in the political business and she's a jedi he uh like they still don't understand each other's worlds nor do they understand each other's factions right and uh, he kind of asks her he says uh are you a jedi and she's like yes why do you ask and and he says well you know before the war i was told that the jedi were always good and 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 then he's like but now i'm not so sure anymore so like this uh-huh. so yeah by association like and by rumors and by stories and by word of mouth uh this galaxy as a whole is being turned against the jedi like very slowly throughout the process of this war, um, certain events and and just the words of Dooku and the words of Palpatine and, um, and uh, suede senators and corrupt uh, corporations, uh, and especially the fact that these um, so-called peacekeepers are leading this war as generals. These Jedi have this really bad image. Mm-hmm. like like gal- galactic wide like the they are not looking good right now and and uh and ahsoka says like well you know look at me i'm not so bad are I? you know and then he's like yeah not, not bad not bad at all right like just yeah this awkward teenage tension but um yeah yeah
2: but again it's one of those things where it's like uh they mean well Right, they're really not there to harm anyone. But again, guilty by association. Uh, and it's funny because in that uh, back back to that scene where Anakin says that the, um, the Republic isn't corrupt, and you know they're wrong or whatever. Um, uh, I think Padme is kind of telling, uh, having that conversation with Ahsoka, saying, you know, th- this war is kind of gray. Like you should see both sides, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, One of I can't remember who mentions it, but they said, uh, "Oh no, Ahsoka says Anakin and myself we use we use aggressive negotiations all the time, Mm -hmm. right?" And it's just there's so many little details where Palpatine's contradicting himself, Ahsoka contradicts herself, so it's kind of like it kind of if you put yourself in that scenario, it's like you really can't you don't know who what anyone's saying anymore. Like at this this point in the war, things are starting to turn around. People are starting to really kind of change how they are. And um, you can't really trust anyone, right? Because using aggressive negotiations, okay, well, you know, cutting a dude's head off and then saying, you know, well, he was going to blow up the ship or whatever. Like, <laughs> yes, he was. but Yes, he was. But you didn't need to, you know, got him like that, right? What, however you want to look at yeah. it like that. But, but it's just, there's... You can't, you can't really, um, you can't see it one-sided, especially at this point, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the next one, the next one on our list here is called uh, "Pursuit of Peace." Um,
1: yeah, let's um, yeah. let's listen to the free Tourette. Yeah. All right. Here we go. If your friend met with a violent end because of her politics, let's make sure her courageous effort wasn't in vain. What can we do? For one. Defeat this bill. Can we really
0: win this war with the troops that we have?
1: Let's hope we don't have to.
0: This was, I I thought, a very complex story to be told, especially for a series like Clone Wars in 22 minutes. Uh, I felt very fortunate that uh, our friend Dwayne Dunham came on to direct this episode. Uh, One thing when Dwayne and I looked at the script and we kind of worked on it, uh, we wanted to add a little bit more zip to it, so we put this big speeder bike chase in the middle of it, which I think that Dwayne really acted as a great centerpiece to give some action to the fans um, that, you know, don't want all the political speech, let's be honest. They want a little uh, zip in their Star Wars, so Dwayne directed a fantastic uh, street chase, kind of in the old kind of uh, biker chase style. (laughs) Dwayne is an old friend of George's goes way back to the college days. And um, Dwayne, you know, very famously, if you're a Star Wars fan, he is the guy in the video of Boba Fett, when Boba Fett's in the white armor, I think you saw on StarWars.com, and Ben Burtt's interviewing. Well, that's Dwayne. Dwayne was one of the first guys to ever try in the Boba Fett costume. He was there. In fact, he worked on all three classic Star Wars films. And we're
1: really fortunate that uh we could work it out that we could come and direct uh, an episode of the Clone Wars. Alright, cool. That's a little tidbit there. Um yeah. yeah, so like the the first thing I guess is like this this episode kinda uh follows up the last one with Ahsoka's uh, kind of discovery that this war is a pretty gray sided uh war. But <laughs> um but yeah, this one kinda goes into more about um uh, now that the peace negotiations are failing because of the the attacks, you know the the falsified attacks or whatever, um, you know Padme is more adamant than ever to try and uh, prevent the Republic from deregulating the banks. So, uh, in part, like part, of what that means is bank. So, what is bank deregulation? Um, uh, simply put, deregulation is the removal of regulations when the government. At any level, <laughs> federal, state, <laughs> province, or local, reduces or eliminates regulations that previously put in place. Um, <laughs> what's
2: that? I don't know. It just reminds me of like Sponge. Like it's so stupid, but it reminds me of SpongeBob when he's like, "Imagine." <laughs> like, what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's totally random. Yeah. just—it just that popped up in my head for some reason. Oh, but um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like um, you know, like there's. There's a scene in this episode where they're uh, they're in the Senate. They're debating, right? They're like, "Look, we need to have this vote now. Like, we need to make action. Like, do we want to continue the war? Do we want to keep going? Like, what's the deal?" You know, they're waiting on Vail Organa to speak because you know he's a very uh, they see him as voice of reason, very kind of neutral neutral guy, right? Mm-hmm. So um, they're waiting for for him to speak, and Padme kind of fills in uh, for him. But um, you know, before that, there's a, there's a, um Masamita, uh, the Speaker of the House, uh, kind of like Palpatine's—he's uh, always at his side, anyways. Um, and he, he, uh, he kind of whispers. It, it pans away. Oh, you're talking about the last them. episode still? Is it? Yeah,
1: where where Duku announces that Mina Bonteri was killed and and all that—that that was from the last one.
2: No, but in this one, didn't did does he not kind of whisper over to Palpatine's ear? Or was that the first one?
1: Oh, I mean, he's always whispering in Palpatine's ear. But yeah, that that, no, that per- moment that you're talking about is from the last one. Yeah. Oh. So that was when the attack happens on on the Republic, and then and the Separatists uh, like announced that oh. the Republic made an attack on their end as well. But um, yeah. but yeah, this one was like solely focused on Padme, and uh, it was kind yeah. of about her trying to. Padme sees past the conspiracy. That's the thing about this episode. Like, like it's Padme sees past the conspiracy of, um, of basically, uh, the the fact that um, the separatists are lying about her friend's death, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? Maybe you're right. Actually, this is. Yeah, because. Oh, hold on a second. Yeah. He, maybe, maybe I think you're right. Actually, this is for this episode. <laughs> Sorry yes, about that. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Duke, yeah. Dooku's lie about Bonterre. Yeah. So this, was that at the beginning then? Yeah. That's, Oh, okay. yeah. All remember all right. For what some we're reason I, the debate? they're all blending together for me. I thought that was at the end of the last one, the first the
2: <laughs> thing from because they're all following the same yeah,
1: kind of thing. Yeah. Just like one <laughs> long episode, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So keep going with that. Yeah. Cause I was actually leading it to that. So yeah. Um, yeah, Dooku's lie about Bonteri. Uh, yeah, you're you're saying.
2: Yeah, so like Dooku lies about it, but shortly before his message kind of uh and his hologram pops up in the in the room when
1: Yeah, Masumila whispers in, in Palpatine's ear. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I find it funny because he says uh he he whispers into his ear that they have a message from Count Dooku, but it's like, okay, well, why is this so private? You know, if this is democracy, everyone has a vote, you know, why not play it to everyone and say, hey, everyone, we have a message. Let's see who it's from. Mm-hmm. But no, it, they know specifically it's from Dooku. So we obviously know at this point, like, Palpatine and Dooku, well, Palpatine is everywhere, right? He's on both sides. He's a Sith Lord. We mm-hmm. already know this. but But no one else at least at this point of the war, is really starting to clue into that. No one sees, hey, you know, yeah, there's shady people on both ends, but who's really behind all of it? Like, they cannot see Palpatine's genius, right? And they play play it. um, They play his hologram message. And then, um, you know, rather than making it formal, uh, you know, it just kind of, they just say, hey, it's coming in. Mm -hmm. But funny enough, I mean, Padme fills in for Bail Organa because he's injured, right? There's a a couple of bounty hunters that go after yeah, Padme been, in this episode. They've been going
1: after all the senators that basically <laughs> want to vote against the bill to deregulate the banks because. So yeah. so on the one side you got Padme and Bail Organa and uh, Anaconda Far and Mon Mothma and all the senators mm-hmm. that kind of have their their friendly, you know, little club going on, and yeah. um and they, they, want to de- they want to vote against the, the, the bill. They, w- they don't want the troopers. They don't want the, the republic to borrow any more money because they're already in debt and people are still, you know, and people are being affected by that, which is actually key to this episode. But, um, but you know, the deregulation of the bank would cause interest to go up. Um, it's basically just like telling the banks, uh, we need more money. Uh, do whatever you want so that we can have this money. Kind of thing, right? Like, like this is a really bad thing for, for economy, right? So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, on the one hand, you got Duku attacking, you know, uh, hiring some really, all uh, my mind you, uh, they're pretty crappy bounty hunters. But uh, he hires these two yeah. little guys to to try and uh, injure it, like kind of ruffle up the senators that are uh, voting uh, against this bill. Because Dooku's in cahoots with Palpatine na- naturally, right? So, so Palpatine yeah. doesn't want any of these senators to affect his um his grand, grand plan. plan, right? So he's yeah. he's letting Dooku know and Dooku's kind of sorting it out. And uh he's got special a special plan in mind for, for Amadella where he basically says, okay, just take her out. You know, I I don't even want her. Like and this is kind of this kind of goes back to Attack of the Clones where Duke who tried to kill Anakin Obi-wan and Padme in the arena as well like he's got a long standing out for for those three but um yeah so that was kind of a big thing about this episode but meanwhile all these all these Senators are still trying to push their words they're, they're still trying to bring other senators to their cause and try and help them see that the deregulating the banks is completely not uh, beneficial at all to the republic. But these senators, these senators, dude, like they are they're so happy and so content just in their comfy chairs and their comfy homes on Coruscant representing a planet of people that they never talk to anymore. Like like this is this mm-hmm. is the thing. This is one of the biggest things about this episode is that we actually see um just how um uh, what's the word I'm looking for is it just bureaucratic
2: Hi- hypocritical i don't no, know
1: bu- bureaucratic I don't, um
2: yeah. i don't know what le- word you're looking for
1: uh bureaucratic uh just yeah relating to the business of running an organization or, or government so oh maybe that's not the right word i'm looking for um yeah so okay so i forget i, I don't know what word i'm looking for here but it's basically just just these these senators are just getting too comfortable for their own good like they they are starting to um like padme is the ideal senator like she she's concerned about her planet concerned about her people because she is the person that 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 represents every single life on that planet right Mm -hmm. and a lot of these other senators do not see it that way they're like Hey, I'm basically getting paid a lot of money, and I got this sweet place on a planet that's super safe, guarded by plenty of ships because it's the capital of the republic. And uh, I'm even though I care about my planet, uh, the people who put me in power haven't really spoken to them for a good long while, and it's probably gonna stay that way unless something big comes up and my planet, you know, becomes under attack or whatever, right? Like uh-huh. like they're just kind of comfortable to sit in their seats make their make their votes uh, and and feed the machine because they are acting blindly on the fact of these all, all of of all of these lies right and they're like yeah we need to keep the war going we need to support our our troops on the front lines and and bring in more guys so yeah yeah
2: yeah i mean uh it's just it's just another classic example of politics i mean i with this whole uh like kind of a sidebar, but also kind of related to the conversation. Uh, It's funny. I was watching this, uh, this video uh, of some guy from Spain and he's explaining everything in Spanish, uh, but he's saying the whole basic message was, uh, you know, in Spain, the Government doesn't care about us. They make so many claims that were for the people and that everybody themselves, like the Spanish Government, and like the whole world is saying, "Oh, well we want to do everything that's best for the people." But in the case of Spain, as this guy p- puts it, you know there the the topic was respirators, right, for the elderly yeah. and like stuff like that, but they're the the he has relatives and ha- played a voice message from someone who's an actual medic. Uh, in spain who's saying you know what they're doing the government is fully aware but they don't really kind of bring it to light to everyone they just say oh you know social distancing protect yourselves and we'll we'll get through this but you know behind the scenes in the terms of this doctor she sees that hey we're running out of respirators we don't have anymore and we're being told give them to the younger people so it's like it's a it's sad because you know you don't want to see your 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 mother your father your grandparents whoever who's elderly and they're dying and because people are told to do otherwise they don't save them I mean where's where's the humanity in that right so it's just another classic thing that you see uh, that you can relate to real life right and you look at kind of you kind of look at Padme's character here and she's kind of one of those people who's like okay I want to believe that I'm on the good side I'm for the people right but if I whatever I have to do that is for the people that may not totally agree with the political party I belong to I have to do it because it's for the people because I care Mm -hmm. and that is that is something that I think uh, you know politics should have yeah she she takes her
1: own opinion and wants out of the matter and she thinks of the people instead right ex- yeah yeah she
2: puts them before herself yeah. which is which is good like you can tell like she she means well but that's well, what a, based a good
1: political leader is supposed to do right like that's their job ex- yeah
2: you know quote unquote supposed to do, yeah, right yeah so yeah but,
1: exactly exactly but you
2: know so yeah, that actually so it.
1: that leads to her big speech because by the end of this episode <clears> we see bail Organa get too injured to to pull off the speech for her for their for their uh, for their team or um, uh, man, there's there's a term for that kind of kind of political uniting of uh, multiple different senators as well, but um,
2: unionization or u- uni- is it,
1: uh, oh, is it a, uh, a caucus I guess caucus yeah a meeting Union? a meeting in which local members of a political party register their preference among candidates running for office or select delegates to attend a convention. Uh, so I'll vote. <laughs> yeah, a conference of members of a legislative body who belong to a particular party or faction. So, yeah, it's like it's like a union of of multiple different senators on the same matter, trying to convince other senators to join their cause, right? But um, uh-huh. basically, Padme kind of one night, she's talking to to her personal aide about it, Tekla, and yeah. Tekla kind of uh, through the episode is kind of in the lingering in the background. She's kind of lingered there for most of the show actually like in 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 some ways like if you kind of go back and look at some episodes like she's there but she doesn't have a voice right and that's kind of key right like like she's there and she's in the background and she's serving the senator but she doesn't really have a voice until padme really asks her and it's her voice that gives reason to Padme's speech, which she has to deliver when bail gets too uh, scuffed up to to deliver the speech, right? So the weight is on Padme's shoulders. And it's because of what Tekla says that she actually manages to make a big movement in the Senate. And, um, you know, there's this line from Tekla that uh, she says uh, to Padme that uh, she says, you actually talk to the people. So like it's it's in reference that many senators do not talk to their people. They they do what they think is best, but um, also what they want and and not what the people want. They don't know what their people are going through, right? And and Padme asked Tecla about her family and what life is like for their for for basically, you know, that neighborhood and like like what is life like for your family? An average citizen of the planet, like in your neighborhood, like what is it like, right? And uh, she basically. Helps, you know, deliver everything that Padme says at the speech that convinces many senators uh, to not, you know, to to basically listen, right? And um, that is the fact that this war, despite whether or not they need to support the the troops on the front line, is that this war is uh, ruining people's homes. Like like there's families dar- dying of starvation, and and uh, you know they can't educate their kids properly, and just everything right like like this is like star wars is like is a like a, it, there's there's normal people too right it's not just about jedi and clones and battle droids and everything like that's the stuff that we watch and and we do watch you know all the the some of the political stuff that happens in the republic but like we are not kind of aware of the fact is like yeah this war that we're kind of having a fun time watching on tv <laughs> it, and also it'll, in a lot of ways it's it's devastating to some of these people like in the show like uh like there's yeah. a lot of people being negatively affected by this and a lot of these senators don't see it that way like they they don't think about their people at all so mm-hmm. yeah
2: but on the same token like there's a lot of people like uh that uh, that actually brings my next point. You know, towards the end of the the end of the episode, uh, Palpatine basically says, you know, we should. Uh, I can't remember who he says it to. Oh no, he says it to. Um,
1: uh, oh, Masameda.
2: Yeah, Masamita So he says it to. He basically says to him, you know, uh, it's just the two of them uh, in his uh, in his room, kind of like picture picture the room where. Him, Mace, and Anakin are and they kinda duke it out there in episode three. That room. It's just him and uh Massamita here. And he basically says to him, you know, for democracy, you know, let's play ball for now. Um and that was kinda because he's, you know, he's he's Chancellor Palpatine, right? He's he's uh he's basically Saying okay, let's play ball. Yes, was it kind of influenced by Padme's speech there because she used um, uh, her friend as a reference, kind of. so he's kind of doing it to the people, but he's not doing it to the point where it hits for him and it's what he wants to do. He's doing it because he's like, ah, well, I have no choice. Well, all right, let's just let's just you know play ball for now for democracy, quote unquote, and then. Uh, you know we will continue the war that's mm-hmm. that's essentially what's he what he gets into and there's a quote from the next episode coming up called senate murders that uh, ties that in so yep. um,
1: so let's watch so let's listen, let's, listen to that yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my, thoughts e- my thoughts exactly
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah totally
1: all right here we go
2: unlimited power
0: <laughs> what makes you think it was murder Poison, of course, the politician's preferred method. It's an obvious case. Am I right? <laughs> oh, look who I'm asking, room full of politicians. Hmm. Tan in the episode Senate Murders was an opportunity for us to do something a little bit bizarre. I wanted Tan to be uh, a bit more over the top. He's played brilliantly by my friend Tom Kinney that you all know as SpongeBob SquarePants. And, you know, the episode- I call it! And some of the personalities in those episodes comes from the police, the investigators. Tom, what I thought Tom brought up was a little bit, you believe that Tandy was an effective police officer, but he's also not, you know, he's kind of an older school cop. Time, time, there's no time for time. A murderer is on the loose and it's my job to find him. He's not interested in the senators and you do your senating. (laughs) Is it possible you might be going deaf? lieutenant because when I said I didn't want you to interfere with my investigation I can only assume that you didn't hear me it's not that he doesn't care but he's following the rules rules are very important to him my friend was murdered I don't care about rules <laughs> don't care about rules he was a favorite among the crew because he was goofy we could push her proportions a lot more So he's got this weird little bald-shaped body and kind of square ahead, and he compliments those very bizarre police droids that we have based on you know the Keystone Cops, the main houses. George has some memorabilia from the Keystone Cops so I know that he liked that. By the time you hear Revenge of the Sith, those old uh, bucket cops are basically out of the picture and who knows about Tandivo, I don't know. Maybe he got in with Palpatine and now he's a, you know, some type of civil administrator marshaling the clones, maybe. I mean, it never underestimate Tandivo,
1: that's for sure. All right, so that's Dave on uh, Senate Murders. Uh, final episode in the arc, and uh, this kind of uh, bit of a sad episode uh, saw the passing of Anaconda Far, who we know as uh, Padme's, so to speak, uh, Uncle Ono. And he's been around for a long time, since one of the first episodes on the show, and uh, was a very close friend and well, family friend of, of uh, Padme's. So so, it saw his his death, um, and uh, and uh, his his uh, representative kind of co companion person Lolo, uh, was kind of behind the whole murder and and set a bunch of people up to try and look bad and, um, but this is all kind of in in retrospect to, uh, what happened in that episode, like at in season one kind of era of of the timeline, uh, where. Uh, he sides with. He makes a deal with the uh, uh, because the people are starving and the republic is not able to give him support. So he makes a deal with Newt Gunray uh, with the separatists to join the alliance, and uh, they will kind of help rodeo, right? So he does what he thinks is in the best interest of his people at the time. But uh, this of what we see now is. Uh, negative kind of you know there's people still holding grudges and uh, one of the people in power being this low low person uh definitely still holds him uh responsible for bringing the war to his planet uh which we never actually got to see a war on rhodia but i would imagine that that whole situation of the the separatists being just there in the first place for that brief episode uh was I, i'm assuming that it was supposed to be more dramatic than what we saw but uh, but yeah, that's that's had a, a negative impact on some people, and so she uh, poisons him, and, and and he dies. So um, this also was the episode that uh, that we saw um, the bill of uh, <laughs> what did you send me here? <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> it's a picture of Padme's face and Newt Gunray's. Body that is disturbing. <laughs>
2: no, that's 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 Ray.
1: Oh, that's oh, that's Ray. Oh, yeah, it is Ray. Oh, yeah, yeah, that oh, is wow. Ray. Well, they looked pretty similar, hey? but-
2: anyway. She's from the abortion trilogy. She's she doesn't matter. Um,
1: but yeah, go on. Okay, so, um, <laughs> okay, so, uh, so he was. <laughs> <laughs> Super <laughs> off topic, man. Super off topic. Okay, so <laughs> so uh so newt connery uh oh, shoot, now you've like thrown me off. Here. Sorry.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I uh, saw the meme and I had to show it to you. I thought it was funny.
1: I'm sorry. Oh, this was sad. the episode that the vote didn't uh didn't pass to deregulate the banks. So yeah. it's a follow-up episode from from the last one again, but it, it was kind of a jump around where we had to go back a season and, and watch one of the episodes that was kind of shuffled back there. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, and so sadly, despite Padme's amazing speech in the last episode to convince people about their families and everything like that, uh, a lot of the senators were like, you know what, that was a great speech, but yeah, we're just gonna, we're just gonna vote for more more troops because that's what we need right and and even Uh palpatine kind of takes the side of the uh the innocent but uh but a disheartened old old chancellor man you know like he's like oh it's unfortunate that that bill didn't pass but you know what all we can do now is put our faith in our good troops on the front lines and hope that they can win the war for us right
2: yeah and just, you know, another classic classic example of his hypocrisy, right? Like, you know he wants this war to happen because it ends up being part of his plan. It's in the grand scheme of things for him, but he's, he's in that position and he has to play, you know, dumb sometimes, but the people don't see it uh, just yet anyways. But um, Senate murders, I mean, this episode, like, we see – we see exactly that. We see murders in the Senate, and we see a you know the result of this internally in the Senate. Everyone's kind of like it causes turmoil because it's like, oh well, if you know, if so and so kills this person, and so and so kind of tried to frame that person. Well, you know, who can we trust? Yeah, you know, yeah, like-
1: exactly. Because at first they're they're thinking, oh, it was. Um, uh- Oh man, I wrote her name down somewhere. Yeah, I can't find it now. Uh, Jojo. It was the no, that's Lolo. You're talking about no. It yeah, Lolo. Was the, yeah. Um, uh, it was the senator from from uh, Camino. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, I I I could have.
2: But Lolo tries to frame her, right? And she, it turns out, she didn't actually even do anything. This. Uh, yeah.
1: Camino in. Yeah. So yeah. um. So <laughs> this. So the the representative or the the. Uh, the senator of Camino, um, oh, sorry, senator, senator, Bal Balori Bel- or Baloney?
0: <laughs> uh, no, it's not Baloney. bologna uh, <laughs> says, uh,
1: Betoni. Oh, I think it's Senator Batoni. Sorry, my Chicken Scratch letters there on my notepad are not very good but um so, yeah i think it's senator batoni but um so she sounds
2: like a high school teacher yeah
1: <laughs> a little bit uh um, yeah <laughs> i believe it's senator batoni if i can read that correctly but um yeah. anyway so so senator batoni of camino looks pretty bad because the poison that's used to kill on of far is um is made by caminoans um yeah. so so and they only think, toxic to them yeah only toxic to them and she was in the room when when he was drinking the wine and uh, you know, then they discover that, oh well, Lolo didn't drink, and you know she wasn't affected and you know, and that they could, Padme kind of puts the pieces together, uh so thanks to padme the the inspector can do his job correctly, and um you know, I think I well, I hope at the end of the day he thanked her for you know her input, but uh, yeah, no a bit of a shocking reveal that it was it was lolo uh you know didn't didn't really see that coming the first time I saw this episode.
2: Mhm. Yeah, I mean um Yeah, she gets she gets taken away and then um but you know, I think that like all these, all these murders and stuff. Like even though Palpatine is, is behind all of it, maybe not like directly where he says to Lolo, "Hey, kill this person." You know, mm-hmm. not like that. So to say, he uses every little event that happens, whether he's directly or indirectly involved in it, and he kind of changes his, yeah. his his plan, right? Yeah, totally. You know, he's like, he's,
1: a, he's adaptable. I mean, he's the top tier yeah. guy. Like he's yeah. he's. Uh, He's basically the dungeon master of a a giant D and D game. Like he's he's driving yeah. he's driving the the galaxy, and he's driving a galaxy at war, and everything is is uh, under his thumb basically. Which which is actually very interesting. This this is kind of going back to the previous episode here but um but his very last line that you talked about where he he talks to Massamita about letting the wheels of the senate turn i love what he says and he says um, it's amazing that the words of one senator can sway the lives of millions you know like 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 one person can make such a difference in the mind of others and um at, at, despite having all the power in the galaxy uh, one person can make a difference, and uh, this is very Star Wars. It's a super Star Wars theme that that one person can can make a difference. One person can blow up a Death Star. One person can take down a, a Trade Federation starship, and you know, and stop the 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 gungeons from being slaughtered. And you know, and it only takes one person to to uh, fall to the dark side in such a way that they can become the the greatest villain of all time.
2: Yeah, and you know, it only takes one person to make a difference, kind of thing. Yeah, that seems to be the reoccurring theme. But, um, you know, in in that moment, like he says, um, despite having all power in the galaxy, he's clearly talking about it, (laughs) clearly talking about himself, right? Uh, And Matsumita's in on it, right? We know this, but, um, you know, like he's just. I'll say this time and time again, but like, I mean, Palpatine, he's such a good character in the sense that like, he has so much power. He's like the star Wars Hitler, right? Yeah. He had, uh, you know, Hitler had every single country in the palm of his hands. kind of in the middle of the war, right? Same thing with this, right? And you know, another example of George Lucas taking real life events, whether they're current or past, whatever um, he uses them and kind of ties it into star Wars. So it's like, it's, it's so cool because it's like it's such relatable stuff. But um, you know, like he being the the Star Wars Hitler. I mean, he's he says one thing and everything changes. You know, he 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 made Star Wars. You know, the originals at least how what it is by saying execute order sixty six. Right. So it's just it's crazy to see where the show is going. It's getting super good, and you know, I, I can't wait to see. What else happens? Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of questions I have, but I know that they're going to be answered, and I'm excited to to hear the answers and see them.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's that's all the time we have for today. So, um, thanks again for coming back. Do you have any last words in the last 10, 10 seconds?
2: No, I think that's it for me. But again, thanks for having me and everyone. You know, keep listening to our podcast. Any comments, quest- questions, or anything? You know, feel free to. To uh, talk to us and we can answer them accordingly and, you know, stay safe and wash your hands.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks, man.
2: Yeah, thank you. Right.
1: Talk to you later. All right. Thank you, Diego, for uh, coming back on the show and uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, once again, our Twitter is at SW Podcast and. Uh, our email is outlookcom So uh, shoot us a voice memo to that with some feedback or, or uh, maybe an answer we had a question to. Maybe the term I was looking for earlier. Uh, and our Twitter feed is for our daily updates that you don't really hear on the show. But anyway, uh, today is the sorry, yesterday is the re- as of this episode, uh, it, it, the thirty-first. Oh, you know what? No, you guys might not get this for a while. Uh, but uh, as of this recording. Uh, yesterday was the release day for the rise of Skywalker blu-ray so uh, I went down to Best Buy despite the isolation <clears throat> um, I uh, queued up in a lineup with uh, a few people uh, two meters apart and I got the steel book to complete my steel book collection and uh, if you want to see a photo of that you can head over to our Twitter feed and and check out the photos. Uh, So it's a good way to stay on top of the, the, you know, just the the updates that we have for you if you care, if you're interested. But anyway, uh, we need your help just to get our numbers up. So shoot this podcast to a friend, uh, especially if they're going through Clone Wars. This might be perfect for them. But uh, yeah, we just want to kind of get out there a little more. So uh, that would be an awesome way for you to help us out. Um, Aside from just listening to us on a weekly basis, uh, thank you guys so incredibly much. All right. May the force be with you.